Welcome to the Vinny and John Show. I'm Vinny. I'm John. And we're back. What? We were gone. Where were we? Elsewhere. Other places. We were other places. Other times. It's good to be here. Other, other things. In this it is. Seat. I'm glad to see you again, my friend. I'm glad to see you again. But we don't hang out enough. Because life and crap. Life and crap, but we have no excuse. We live 20 minutes from each other. That is true. So darn it. You know, it's hard to remember sometimes that I'm in Reno now. <laughs> <laughs> God bless us, everyone. When I'm at home, and I'm like, I'm prayer. kind of bored, and I forget I'm literally like 20 minutes from everyone that I love. Everyone, like <laughs> almost everyone. Well, no, not not counting you, Cali people. You know I love you. Yes, I love people in Cali too. And I'm just talking about like now. I'm like 20 minutes from people up here that I love. Yes, and I forget that sometimes. But anyway, I digress. Um, but it's good to be back in this ch- these chairs. Yeah, these yeah, chairs. This, this couch. This setting. Futon. This time. This it place. Were. It uh, it's been what two weeks? Oh, probably over two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. say two weeks. But a lot has happened in the past two weeks. That is true. I went on a trip. You got a new job. Let's talk about the trip for a second. Yes. Okay. So Your my job is here. amazing too. Oh yeah, it's gonna God, be my turn next. I've provided. Don't. Yeah. Don't like think that I ain't gonna talk about it because I is, but I want to find out about this trip. You went all over the country. No, I didn't. Well, like all over. <laughs> I would all, all over. I'm, I'm like, hold on a second. I, I, you I, went from this side. I went to like to that eight, side. Eight states, right? Okay. okay. But you went from this okay. side <laughs> to the other side. Yeah, for the the bottom part. Yeah. Yeah, I went. I went through. Uh, well, I quit my job. How is that? Oh, yeah. Cool. I quit my job. Woo. And I got a COVID vaccine. Ooh. Me too. Scary. I yeah. blew an extra arm. No, I felt tired for two days. <laughs> but I was on a road trip, so what the heck. Uh, so we, we, me and my dog, Milana, mm-hmm. who's upstairs right now because she makes a racket. <laughs> we went to uh, first to Utah. And we saw Arches. Arches National Park. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, I loved it so much that I was telling John I bought a year subscription to all national parks. It's not called a subscription. Subscription. I don't know what that is. A prescription. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I must <laughs> have my fix of national park. Yeah. Why do they call it Arches National Park? They got arches, dude. Oh, got that these, makes like, sense. Rocks, dude. They got rocks for days. They got rocks <laughs> that look like arches. How oh, did the red rocks, dude? That is amazing. Are we like live, live? Huh? No, can this you, is. Can you check? Oh, our, yeah. yeah, that's why we have this. I forgot. That's why exactly but I have the my, laptop. My, my puppy loved it. We couldn't walk on any of the trails but she still loved it mm-hmm. and I just had worship music on and I was looking at these formations and I'm like thanking the Lord and I don't cry but I was crying and it was just like this beautiful massive majestic like we are there we are live so I, I highly recommend beautiful. the national parks it was beautiful then we went to uh, Colorado don't want to hear our voices. No, I just shut it off. There we are. <laughs> and I went to beautiful Aspen, Colorado. Cool. Just a beautiful little old town. Speed limit is 20 miles an hour. What? Tiny. In Aspen. Yeah, it's not tiny, but it's like it feels small. It, it feels like a small town America. Okay. And oh, with a lot of rich hippies. Okay. And 
my hotel was right outside of my, outside of my hotel was a dog park. Like my dog. That's that's pretty cool. Super loved it. And then driving out of Aspen, just the most beautiful. You think California has green? Colorado has green, like different greens. Okay, I don't know how to describe it. Mm. They have different kinds of green. He's talking about foliage, people. Don't get excited. He's not talking about that kind of green. He's they also have about, that kind of green. He's talking didn't about smoking trees. Never have. Like pines. Yes. And things. Beautiful trees. Shrubberies. I require a shrubbery. But a nice one. A nice one. A little half in the middle. And not too expensive. Not too expensive. Slightly shorter than the But the winding roads outside of Aspen are absolutely beautiful. Twin Lakes, all that, just gorgeous, gorgeous. Then I drove south into Tejas. We drove into Texas. Mm. I ate half of a 72-ounce steak. That, when I saw the pictures, it I was like, my man. It is my weakest failure. My that bro. Was, that was my worst failure of my life. <laughs> I was able to sit down with this gentleman who did the challenge but also didn't complete it. He, he wasn't trying to. He was from Norway. So let's describe this to people. You went to the Big Texan. The Big Texan in Amarillo. Amarillo. Yellow. And they have a steak challenge. For those that don't know, I've watched this since I was a child. Okay. Well, now you make me feel even worse. And it was all because of John Candy when I was a kid was in a movie where he had to do a steak challenge. And if you finished it, you got it for free. Well, and then I found out about this place in Amarillo called the Big Texas. $72. Oh. It's not free. No. No, no, no. But if you do it. Yeah. If you yeah, actually my mouth got, it. My mouth got tired halfway in. So I only ate half of it. Let's let's describe to people what it is. It's a 72-ounce steak. 72 ounces. Shrimp cocktail. Uh, yeah, a salad. Side salad. Roll. Dinner roll. Yeah. And a baked potato. And a baked potato. See, I gotta memorize. I, I, yeah, and you know it. You know it right. It's it. It was delicious food, but it was too much for my jaw. Oh. So the Lord had this guy walk up to me, who did who didn't want to do the challenge but wanted to eat the steak. Okay. Kind of where I was at. Yeah. And we talked a lot, and he was he was from Norway. He taught me told me all about the countries he's visited in Europe, and I told him like I I, I admire you. Like you've been all over. That's awesome. And I don't want to be that person that lives in, in one place and only sees that place. I want to see what God has created for yes. me. And I was able to talk to him about the Lord and he's every country in Europe except one or two has state religions. They don't have the freedom of religion like we do. Really? They have state Christian religions and most wow. people don't practice. About 3% of his country are actually Christian but they have memberships to their religion. Uh. And he had lost his faith. And I was able to just tell him, the, you know, the Lord wants relationship. He doesn't want a, a, a card. He doesn't want you to go through the motions. And, you know, I was able to minister to him a little bit. but And he, he, was, he was somewhat receptive. But it was a great conversation just with a human being. That's awesome. So man. that was cool. And you know the great thing about that? When someone is raised in a restrictive environment, they literally do not know anything beyond that restriction. Yeah. It's like when you take a baby elephant and tie it to a post and it grows up and they leave the rope on its leg tied to the post. But yeah. And when the elephant grows up, it does not realize it has the strength to pull itself free. Mm -hmm. So people that are born in restrictive systems like that, yeah. number one, aren't going to trust the system. I mean, for crying out loud, half no. the country doesn't trust 
you know, the system we have here. Yeah. Number two, he has no concept of what's possible beyond that. Yeah. And so you, you man, I love you. It was fun. I just love talking to one-on-one yeah, I don't. I don't really like. I'm not really a people person, to be honest. But like, <laughs> like deep conversations that don't involve small talk. Oh, I'm down for. It. Oh yeah, like this. Oh, like this. So anyway, we went. We went down south. Uh, I went to Galveston. We, we saw the ocean. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Then we. I met um, one of my spiritual fathers and spiritual mother, Pastor Willie McKinnis. What's up? And this team, McKinnis. If you are watching this, I love you. I love you so but much. But you know that. Yes. Saw New Orleans with them. They gave me a tour Dude. Of, of New Orleans. Beautiful. Oh. Um, lots of history. I was about to say lots of history. History there. Oh my gosh. They've got stuff, I bet you, from the 1600s, 1500s. With the French, yeah. Owned it. We saw the French Quarter. Dude. Saw all the old churches, saw the Mississippi River. That's so cool. Went over to Biloxi, Mississippi. My, my dog, Milana, drank Biloxi water. <laughs> By the way, she ate the other half of my steak. She enjoyed the trip thoroughly. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Did you get some beignets? At least? I got beignets. You got beignets. Delicious. Oh, my yes. gosh. Dude. And uh, spent some time with them, and it was just it was just something I had to do. I had to start driving Yeah. once I quit. Yeah. yeah. Change of scenery can do wonders for a person. Yeah. It really can. Yeah. There are times when I find myself, and this is going to sound super lame and small scope in comparison to what uh, you just did, but there are some times when I'm driving. Nothing lame about this guy. Just around town. And like when I was on my way here, no joke, I've, I've been expanding my music um uh, playlists lately and I've really been craving old music I don't know why but like a couple of days ago I told my wife I was like you know what? I need to like make an oldies an old school music playlist and I was pulling up to your house I was driving here on, on, on the freeway with the windows down traffic was hecka slow so I was like I'm just gonna roll the windows down and just start singing oldies music heck yeah and so and I, if, he, if anyone can sing this man can sing Oh man! I just I saw your video the other day. That was absolutely fantastic. Which one? Oh, the one that you did with. Um, oh yeah, with Lorenzo. With Lorenzo, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Zombie, I love that song. Yeah, the cranberries. So as we're pulling out, belted up. that out. It was beautiful. Oh. You better watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see an Elvis pulling up to your house. Were you? Mm-hmm. I I didn't see that. Yeah, suspicious minds. It's a good song. <laughs> oh man! Don't get me started. Don't <laughs> Like, oh, I'm but, starting to. Uh, those moments I'm in the car. Those moments it. you were talking about. Oh my god! In the car, so driving around, driving with the windows down, and just singing your heart out, yeah. and looking at the fluffy clouds, Ooh, and just like staring up at the sky, you know, and the road. Of course, you're driving. You don't want to, you know, meet Jesus too soon. Mostly the road. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> the road, and some of the sky. Um, it, it just clears the head yeah, and kind of calms the spirit a little bit. That's my therapy. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. That's where I hear from the Lord most. Driving. Driving. What? Why? And driving at night. That's another thing for me. Like when I got saved, it was driving at night. And then I pulled over and was looking up at the moon. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of people are going to say, what are you, some sort of astrologist? Like, no, 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 check it out. The moon only shines 
because the sun is shining its light on it. That's right. That's the only reason the moon is lit up in the night sky because it's reflecting the light from the sun. And so I, I stare at that sometimes and I think about that from like a metaphorical standpoint. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I'm looking up at this beautiful rock in the sky, just dead gray rock, but it looks gorgeous and it's all luminescent. And then the light shining off that is lighting the earth at night. Yeah. Because it's getting the light from the sun. And I'm like, that's us. Yeah. You know, like we, we shine the light from God. And so I'm thinking about all this stuff and, and pulling up to your house, singing Elvis, and your neighbor, who, by the way, her name's Miss Julie. I, I, Ooh, I've never met. I don't talk to people. <laughs> I strike up this conversation. And this guy here like, knows everything about her. Oh, Miss Julie. She's an, uh, an older woman. She runs a, uh, she seems a, nice. a doggy daycare business. Uh, her dog's name is uh, uh, Wilfred. Wilfred. Wilfred, and he's an elderly dog that she got from somebody who had dementia, and they passed away, and now her dog is older you're and kind of going deaf a little you're bit. Impressive, and, <laughs> you're impressive, sir. You're impressive. We were just talking about stuff and talking about the Lord, and I was like, you know, and she wished me luck on my job that I am starting on Monday. Yes, we haven't talked about that yet. Haven't talked about that yet. God so, provides. Man, so when I came up to Reno, I came up here literally on a wing of a prayer and had no idea what I was going to be doing. Uh, both my wife and I came up here jobless and uh, just living off of savings. And I was applying for jobs. I felt the Lord telling me to go ahead and start applying. I must have applied for 20 or 30 different places. More than that. I mean, I haven't even counted because you apply through websites like Indeed. You apply through Facebook has jobs now that they advertise. Uh, you apply on people's websites directly. And I started getting rejection letters and I didn't get discouraged, but you know, the whole time that I'm applying for jobs, there's other stuff in your life going on. Sure. And you know, life can be discouraging sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I got the, this call for an interview I didn't recognize it for what it was, which was a really good thing. A really good thing. So I took this interview and I thought that I had killed it. And then I didn't hear anything. In a good way. I, yeah, in a good way. Killing it. Like not, not killed it, but like killed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't like kill it, kill Bye. it. Like it's not like dead and gone. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I killed it. Did I like up with the vernacular? I did. I'm a super good job. The lingo and all that such. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I didn't get a phone call, bro. So you felt like you did great, but you didn't get a phone call. I didn't get a phone call. Right, right away. And I got super like discouraged like for a minute. Opposite of encouraged. Yeah, like not couraged. <laughs> <laughs> So, I know, I know. So, so I, I'm not getting any, any info from them. So I call them and they say, okay, well, we haven't made our decision yet. Call us back next week. And so I'm like, Fair okay. Enough. So I called them back the next week, left a couple of messages. Nobody contacted me back. And then... I get a call at the end of the week from one of their managers who goes, hey, look, 
can you come in on Monday? Because we'd like to talk to you about offering you a different position. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, unfortunately, you didn't get that job. I was like, I didn't? She's like, no, but, but we really, really liked your interview. As a matter of fact, the only reason we waited so long to call you was because of how well you did. I barely, I got inched out by the other person by this much because they just had a couple, they didn't explain this, but I'm assuming they had just a couple qualifications that were better than mine. But they said they liked my interview so much, they really wanted me to come back and have a conversation about a different position that I could fill. Yeah. And I come in and they say, look, we really want you to work here a lot. And we want you to stay here. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we, we want to retain you as a contracted employee. And we're gonna let you work wherever we can put you until we can get you a full-time position because we really don't want you going anywhere. And I said, okay, well, what, what does that mean? And they says, well, we're gonna have you work in IT, we're gonna have you answering phones, we're gonna have you yeah. uh, entering you know, data and all this stuff, and we just really would like you to stay so that uh, we can put you in a full-time position when it's available. You really impressed us. And I was, I was kind of blown away because for, for about two weeks, I was thinking, yeah. I'm not gonna get it. Yeah. I'm not gonna get it. Yeah. And then lo and behold, I got it. I got the job. Funny how God works. Not that exact job. Funny. I kind of think better because they're training me in multiple different positions. That's so awesome, dude. Because they want me to stay. That's so awesome. Which actually opens up more doors than just being an administrative assistant. Yeah, so basically is, God overblessed him. Dude, I'm, I'm very, very thankful. I'm very thankful. I'm very excited. Turned what looked like a setback into a range of possibilities. For real. For the good. For real. Yeah. And, and here's... Kind of, sort of what we're going to talk about. Kind of, sort of. So, it looked like for a minute, like something bad was happening. Because I didn't get the job that I was applying for. I ended up getting a better job. But I was allowing myself to be discouraged in that, in that time period. Before the good thing happened, I allowed myself to feel discouraged, not just because of the job. You know, let's be real. Life happens, and you live, and you experience different things, and lots of stuff happens, and it weighs on the soul. And that's why the Lord tells us to cast our burdens on Him. Right? And when we don't do that, you, it gets very tiring. Very tiring. Yeah, because it's heavy. Yeah. And it's stuff we're not meant to carry. But I'm stubborn. Just a little, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I can relate. Yes, Miss Stacy. Anything is possible with God. Completely agree. Thank you very much. It's going to be amazing. So I was allowing this to become a thing that... that weighed on my soul mm. it kind of seemed like a bad thing 
Yeah. Combined with a lot of other bad things. And had, and I'm not tooting my own horn, horn here at all. Had I relaxed... Toot, toot, toot. I'll toot for you. Thank you. Because <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> not that kind of toot. Uh, anyway, fart sounds. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> Forgive me. Me too. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Pastor Victor. Love you, Pastor Victor. Man of God. Seriously. Mm. He's amazing. Mm. He's pretty awesome. Mm. His whole family's pretty awesome. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so when you allow that stuff to weigh on your soul, if you relax your grip on your faith, yeah. one would think, one would have to think that why are bad things happening to me? I'm a good person. This stuff shouldn't be happening to me. And then that line of thought leads you to abandoning your faith. It leads you to even doubt the existence of God. Because when you look at the bad thing and you focus on the bad thing and you don't leave any room for anything good, one can think the world is a pretty awful place and that God doesn't exist. And this leads us to the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Why yes. do bad things happen to good people? That's what we're talking about today. Now, we're not going to be able to cover every aspect of it. There's no way possible. It's an age-old question. <laughs> right? It's an old-age question. People have been it's asking this since the existence. Super old. Yeah. Yeah. Job. Do not get your theology from that guy. <laughs> get, get it from Elihu, his buddy. All right. Right? <laughs> I, Elihu's awesome. I love him. Dude. Yeah. So, we're going to touch on certain aspects just in the time allotted uh, very briefly. If we get some good response from it, maybe we'll continue this discussion a, another uh, another day. Uh, but Hey, we have a, a time limit on, on the recording, but not on the live. That is true. So. <laughs> uh, you folks on Anchor will just have to check out the Facebook video. Got to upgrade mm -hmm. to the Facebook. So we're going to touch on a few different aspects. Yes, we are. First thing I want to... Oh, actually, do you have something you'd like to read? I like. I have a few things I'd like to say before I read. Say it. So, this question that we're going to be addressing: Why do bad things happen to good people? Is mm -hmm. a dumb question. It is. A, it is a little stupid. Wrong question. It's a wrong question. Mm -hmm. When when someone came up to Jesus and called him good teacher, Jesus said, "Either call me God or call or don't call me good, because there is no good, no one on this earth." No one on this earth is good but God. Yeah. Why do you call me good? For <laughs> all have sinned, all means all, and come short mm -hmm. of the glory of God. So does that mean that since we've sinned and offended in one part and are guilty of the whole law, that God oppresses us and God sends lightning bolts down because we're just not good enough? No. Nope. Go on, let's rewind a little bit. Rewind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Go back to that garden. Mm -hmm. The Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve did their thing and listened to the lie yep. of the devil, they handed the keys of this earth to him. He is the prince of the power of the air. Animals eat each other. People kill each other. People are born with cancer. That's the way this world is. You got that scripture? No. I you have that scripture. Yeah. Do it. 
See, I knew we were going to go to the and same this place. this begs several questions, but let the man read the scripture first. I knew we were going to go to the same place. Yeah. Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 17. And to the man, God said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, right? Since you did this thing, is what he's saying, the ground is now cursed because of you. God didn't curse the ground. Man cursed the ground. That'll preach. Because of you, the ground is cursed. All of your life, you will now struggle. Life is a struggle. All of your life, because of you, you're going to struggle. And you're going to scratch a living from it. It's going to grow thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. You were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Uh, will return. Hmm. Because you cursed the ground that you're walking on. Yeah. So blame Adam, hmm. not God, for life sucking. It, it's one of those things we kind of mess up a lot of what we touch. We really do. And, and look, there was a paradise with no disease, no death. Everything was perfect. They, they wanted for nothing. And let's get real basic here. Let's get real basic, okay? They had everything they could want, including each other they were literally naked all the time what a paradise they could have all the sex they wanted wherever they wanted i, I meant not having to wear clothes oh i'm talking about the relations i'm talking about a couple god. that god created god love them. put in a paradise they could do whatever they wanted wherever they wanted it they had unlimited amounts of food and resource they could go wherever that everything was perfect yes. it was perfect yes. everything their heart desired yes. on a silver platter except just don't do this one thing just don't do this one thing every other urge and desire that you have is fulfilled just don't do this one thing. And I say this every time I talk, but oh. that is the most, that is my favorite aspect of God's character. He always gives choice. Always gives us free choice. Mm. Choose this day whom you will serve. Mm. Like, I mean, they had, they had everything. But he, but he, but he knew. Everything. He knew that they would choose that. And it drives me nuts, but it's so it's so vocal to our character as flawed beings, as these humans, yeah. that they would have everything they could possibly ever want from the land, from each other, from God. Every spiritual need was met, every physical need yeah. was met, every emotional need was met with one caveat, don't touch this one thing. And they freaking touched the one thing. And and here's and here's can I just real quick side note like do it. People blame God for giving them that choice. They blame God for creating Satan. God did not create Satan. 
He did not. No. No. He created an angel of light, mm -hmm. the anointed cherub that covers. Mm -hmm. Some people say he might have been a musician. That's not necessarily true, but he Available. was yeah. a being of light, a good thing. Yep. Who he also gave the gift of choice mm -hmm. to. He gave the gift of choice to mankind. He gave the gift, gift of choice to angels. I don't know what else he created besides Earth. That's the only two that we know of. Yep. We're not going to get into the aliens and such. Nope. But he gave the beings he created free choice to love him or to rebel against him. Yep. And even before he created any of us, behold the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. The very first prophecy ever given was that her seed, Eve's seed, would crush the snake's head and he would bruise his heel. He had the, he had the redemption plan already set out. He had the choice already laid before us, before he even made us. So choose this day who you will serve. Are you going to blame God that the, that the ground sucks? Are you going to blame God that your life sucks? Or are you going to choose this day who you will serve? Yep. The lying voice, did God say this? Did God say that? Or I have given you every, every, every tree of the garden to eat. And I, have, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. You can choose this day whom you will serve. Yep. And you know the other thing I, I, I really... I think about this stuff a lot. Like I, I ask myself a lot of questions that people, that are like questions for the ages. That's why we're talking about this tonight. And, and one of the things I was thinking about besides the fact that we make poor choices is the fact that there, there's another question people ask when it comes to why do bad things happen to good people? And you see this argument used a lot with when atheists enter this conversation. They like to, they like to say, well, what about uh, disease and sickness mm -hmm. that occurs that isn't the fault of the person who suffers it. What about children who are born with cancer? What about stuff like no that? No sickness is our fault. Yeah. And here, no sickness is God's fault. It's just freaking the way the world is. You gotta accept it. Both of my parents died of cancer. And I love God. Yep. And I trust God. And he didn't put that on them to teach them a freaking lesson. Ha-ha! Mm -hmm. <laughs> nope. He didn't do that. He did not. That's, a, that's the fallen nature of, of this world that we live in. We have things called free radicals that live in our bodies, and they mess up our DNA. And we can either choose to believe that God is good or that he did that to us. Well, we know that there was no disease and sickness in the garden. There was no disease and sickness, we know and God didn't put it there. No. And that's not scriptural. And your scriptures suck. Because <laughs> you're taking them out of context. I know exactly who you are. And I love you. And you're wrong. Oof. And how about that? I don't know he, who you are. Jesus went about doing good. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil. He is the express image of the Godhead bodily. If you have seen him, you have seen the Father. God's will is healing in your body. Despite everything that you have seen. Despite everything that you have been led to believe about your father mm -hmm. my daddy does not hurt little children nope. he does not take mothers and fathers from children that's the devil's job yep he comes to kill steal and destroy but he, the lord came that you might have life jesus came to give you abundant life not this crap that we go through yep he's the answer to the crap 
He is not the crop giver. End of rant. <laughs> I'm totally cool with it. I stand on that. I'm actually totally cool with that I love, rant. That was a good rant. I love Jesus' character. I'm impressed. I'm like, I love his character. Yeah, buddy. I, I hit, you've got him wrong. So check this out. You've got him wrong. Two things have to be discussed when you're talking about why do kids get cancer? Why do awful things happen to people that are completely innocent? And two things have to enter the equation. Number one, going back to Genesis, going back to what God said, because of you, the ground that you stand on is now cursed. The curse couldn't get to us. And we know sickness and disease, according to scripture, if you look all throughout the Bible, sickness and disease is talked about as a affliction or a curse. The curse of the law, the curse of Torah that we're redeemed from, including all the curses that are not named in the curse of the law, which is written by Moses. Yeah. Even ones I didn't think about, those are the ones that are curses, and those are the ones that we're redeemed from by the yeah. blood of Jesus. Yeah. Keep going. So because of our bad decisions, our inability to obey, the ground is cursed. Adam's bad decision. Adam's bad decision, right? And just to be clear, you will struggle to live from it. So the ground is cursed, and life is now a struggle. Yes. So you look at that from a biblical standpoint. Now look at it from a scientific standpoint. Let's do it. I love science. It reveals God's character. When you look at the human life, you look at diet, you look at location that you live, you look at the place that you live, the hygienic conditions that you live in, mm -hmm. what you put in your body, what you do to your body. There's a reason why in the Bible there was people that lived hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Right? Genetic mutations. You're talking about, about stuff in the environment that mm -hmm. was different than it is now. Yeah, and the and they gene, had the curse, and the gene pool wasn't corrupted. You yeah. could marry your sister. Don't do that now, people in Alabama. Yeah. Don't you do that? Yeah, now. Don't, you. <laughs> don't you take the Don't you take the Bible out of context? No, no. Uh, take the text out of context. You have a con. Do not marry a cousin <laughs> because our genetics are not what they were. Uh, uh, my friend Stacy says you're awesome. By the way, hey Stacy, thank you. You're awesome. Stacy, let me tell you something about Stacy really quick. Stacy was a coworker of mine. Uh, one of my first jobs in Yuba City uh, at a psychiatric hospital. And Stacy was the hardest working person I had ever met in my life. I mean, the hardest working person I'd ever met in my life. Three jobs, working 80 hours, 90 hours, 100 hours a week, hardly ever slept, super dedicated, right? And she loves the Lord. That's awesome. And like just super awesome person. And and like she's like she went through a lot of hell for a while, but she never gave up faith. And now things are super awesome for her. And I'm like super happy for it. So exactly. I'm glad to see her commenting and stuff. It's good to good to see you there, friend. So back to what we were talking about. Yes. Ground being cursed, the land being cursed. Yeah. Because of Adam. Because of Adam. Things in the planet changing we know that after the flood atmospheric conditions on the planet literally changed mm -hmm. right to make animals got smaller and we see that in the fossil record exactly yeah now let's they evolved oh yeah i mean 
Now yeah. look through. We'll gloss over that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, through time, you see all sorts of stuff like that. Now let's fast yeah. forward through the generations. You, you look at the people that live the longest versus the people that don't live very long at all. Mm -hmm. And there's war, there's famine, there's diet, there's exercise, mm -hmm. there is disease, there's climate, there's all these, there's hundreds if not thousands of things that affect a human lifespan. Genetic mutations. Genetic mutations and affect yeah. the health of a human life. Yeah. Now fast forward to today and scientists are coming out with studies all day every day about what is good for you and what is bad for you this and they tr like to draw a correlation between one thing and health risk right all the while every single food product that we eat has contaminants in it every single food product we eat unless mm -hmm. you grow it yourself everything you put in your body has contaminants in it Everything that you put in your children's body yeah. has contaminants in it. Yeah. Every single thing. The, the, the certain places that we live, if you get too much sun, you put yourself at risk for skin cancer. Sure do. If, and there's some kids that are born with, with horrible genetic problems. Mm -hmm. Not their fault. Not their fault. Right? What have we done to our DNA through the decades, through the centuries? We've corrupted it. We really have. Yeah. And, and some studies are showing that the environmental and uh, and other factors of your ancestors, like your grandparents and your parents, can get passed down in mutations to you. If some, if your parents worked in a mine or in a factory with chemicals, yep. that can affect you as well. So yep. you saw it's people just a fallen world. It is, yeah. and like you saw this a lot, especially you see this to an extreme with people that lived near um, what's that Nuclear. Chernobyl. Chernobyl, yeah. You saw people who their children were born with genetic mutations. Yeah. Well not, after they were not gone. Not their kids' fault. Not their kids' fault. No. So what, what's the explanation? Why do bad things happen to them? Because we live in a fallen world. We've corrupted it. We've jacked it up. And look, I'm not an environmentalist, but I can, I'm not stupid either. I can see when we've jacked stuff up and made bad I'm choices. I'm an anti-environmentalist, and I can see that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I hate the environment. <laughs> Kidding. He kills a tree just I, for the fun uh, of it. Trees are the worst. <laughs> no, the trees we use stupid for oxygen producers. Paper, the trees are used for paper and houses are farmed. Oh. You blessed person. I thank God for, <laughs> for extra plus Charmin. I, <laughs> That's mostly recycled, by the way. And yeah. I'm totally cool with that. That's yeah, great, dude. Anyway, so that, that answers that at least to an extent save the trees for me yeah <laughs> i want to use them hey there's a reason why when coronavirus happened toilet paper disappeared there is a reason because people thought if this is the apocalypse i'm gonna have a clean booty for as long as possible you All could not the... find one ply <laughs> at a gas station you couldn't find they were selling uh like one single roll for several dollars at some gas station <laughs> It was something else. What a time we lived in. Man, oh man. We survived a great coronavirus. We really did. Okay. Next on our train of thought to explain the situation. Choo -choo. I have a Chinese proverb. Oh, dude. I have a Chinese proverb. I, I didn't know you were going to pull one of those out. That's oh, yeah. Cool. Let's do it. All right. I'm ready. An elderly, hardworking farmer and his son had a single horse. 
They used this horse to plow the field, to sow the seeds, grow the crop, and transport it to market. This horse was essential for the farmer to earn his livelihood. One morning, the horse broke his fence and ran away into the woods. When the neighbors found out that the only horse the farmer had had run away, they came to solace him. They said, your only horse has run away just before planting season. How will you till the land? How will you sow the seeds? This is so unfortunate. This is bad luck. And the farmer replied, good luck, bad luck. Who knows, right? A few days later, the farmer's horse returned from the woods along with two wild horses. When the neighbors found out the news, they said, oh, now you have three horses. You can till the land much faster with three horses. Maybe you could even buy more land and sow more crop and make more money. Or you could sell the other two horses. Either way, you're gonna be a rich man. This is good luck. And the farmer said, good luck, bad luck, who knows? Next morning, the farmer's son is training the wild horses to help till the land. While attempting to mount one of the wild horses, he was bucked off, fell down, and broke his leg just before sowing season. The son would not be able to help the farmer with his broken leg. So the neighbor again came and commented, this is really unfortunate, this is really bad luck. And what did the farmer say? Good luck, bad luck. Who knows? Who knows? I'm getting the pattern. A few days later, pretty quick with this. The king's men started visiting the villages in the kingdom. A war had broke out between their kingdom and a neighboring enemy state. The king's men were forcefully enlisting the eldest sons from every family to join the army so that they could fight. When they came to the farmer's house, they saw the son with his broken leg. He wouldn't be of much use to the army, hence they did not take him. Mm. He was the only son in the entire village who was not forcibly taken by the king's men to fight the war. The neighbors, some of them with teary eyes, came once again to the farmer and commented, your son breaking his leg was actually really fortunate. He was the only one who was not taken. What a stroke of good luck. And the farmer replied, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? When you look at this, you look at that series of events, you make a judgment call based off of finite information about whether something is good or bad. Yeah. Some things are pretty clear cut. You could say, this thing happening is bad. Like if somebody dies, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. The Bible commands us, you're supposed to weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who are rejoicing. You're supposed to have a heart. Who cares? And who wouldn't care about something awful happening to somebody? Of course. But whether you look at it in your life from a grand scheme of this is a good thing or bad thing, it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Because you look at something from the immediate with finite human knowledge and you think this is a good thing or this is a bad thing. Well, a lot of the time, a good thing is not a good thing. A bad thing is actually not that bad. From this perspective of this proverb that we just read, think about somebody who marries someone. I was just thinking that, like, you should not have married that dude. <laughs> mm. 
You may look great. <laughs> and then what happens? But he ain't great. Right? Yeah. You think this is a good thing. Yeah. And then what happens? Yeah. A good thing turns into a really bad thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, from, from the perspective of a Christian, we don't believe in luck. Uh, we believe that God is an effect, right? We believe that God has an influence over our lives. Yeah, that was a God thing. We say that a lot. A God thing. A God thing. That was a God thing. Yeah. This was a God thing. Yeah. Now, of course, I read that proverb and I think about my own life, as most people do. They would think about their own lives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we could look at, let's look at both of our lives in the recent. Since we started the show talking about our lives let's let's uh go into that a little bit sure so i'll go let, let's talk about yours so your job ended i quit yeah and because things at the job had changed and and i had changed it, it used to be a good thing and it, it was a good thing, even, was when a good I, thing. even when i left but it was, it was the, like i said this is the christian -y way of saying it the grace was just up now most people would say well, gosh, you, you don't have a job. That's, I mean, I don't, I mean, that, that seems like a bad thing. And somebody would come in and, and plant something. But then, what, hold on just a second. He just got to tour, like, several states in the country and go visit a spiritual father. That seems like a good thing, right? It was a good thing. And then you look at the fact that possibilities are going to be opening up. Yeah, no more California taxes. <laughs> That's the number one possibility I'm looking forward to. Ooh, boy. <laughs> so, so the possibilities there are open-ended. But you could see someone coming in and trying to give their two cents about how that's a bad thing. But honestly, this could end up being a very good thing. Who the heck knows? Good luck. <laughs> bad luck. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> As Christians, we hold on to... Holy Spirit and we hold on to faith and we hold on to these promises and the Bible tells us that we have to pay very close attention to what we have seen what we have heard what we have read mm -hmm. else we drift away yeah. right yeah we hold on to these promises we do the Philippians 4 thing whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are beautiful whatsoever things are of good report whatsoever things are right pleasing we, we we try to keep our focus on the how can you just how can i say the theme of god being good right we look at this life as a blessing we look at this life as a possibility of god moving on our behalf we look at this possible uh, this life as the possibility of doing something for the kingdom, mm -hmm. right? And so you look at these black and white terms like good, bad, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like the very question of why the bad things happen to good people being a bad question. You look at something being a good thing or a bad thing, and sometimes you're not supposed to label it. Sometimes it just is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And so you look at, like, let's look at my life now. Let's. I moved up to Reno because I believe the Lord was leading us to Reno. Yeah. I had no clue what was going to happen. I was putting all these applications out, and I'm just focusing on this one, one aspect. There's a lot of other stuff. I just can't go into it right now. Yeah. 
there's a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes. Let me tell you, there's a lot of crap happening right now. But you know, you're not supposed to disturb the casserole when it's in the oven. You put it in there and you leave it. You just let it cook. So there's a lot of stuff cooking I can't go into right now. I can't dig into it, but soon. So let's just focus on the employment thing. I, I thought that I was going to end up back doing the same type of work I left California because of. And I was worried about that because it did a number on my body. It hurt my back. It, it really did. And I was starting to get discouraged thinking, am I going to have to put myself at risk again? You know? Mm -hmm. And I was, I was starting to question, was this a bad thing, moving to Reno? Yeah, like, if anyone doesn't know, you hurt yourself on the job. Yeah. As a result of hazards yeah. that the job Quite was responsible for. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bad situation. But bad situation. you were worried that that would happen again. Yeah. I was yeah. like, am I going to have to settle for like a warehouse job? Because there's 101 warehouse jobs up here, y'all. I'm not kidding. Like, there's a, there are thousands of jobs up here. It's ridiculous how much work and the variety of work. But I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And so I was starting to look at this as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I consider myself a good person. And so I was, if you focus on that, on those labels, bad, good, and you start focusing on that stuff too much and you forget the promises of God, mm -hmm. you start letting your faith slip mm -hmm. and discouragement sneaks in because all you're looking at and how how do i know because i was just flipping there y'all i was just super duper there and it was not good and so i really had to kind of recalibrate myself stop asking pointless questions stop asking pointless questions stop asking unproductive questions stop putting my heart in places that I, I'm never going to find an answer, you know? Yeah. And look what happened. A very short time after that, and I'm like trusting God mm. and asking these questions, right? And then I get this amazing thing like what I started the show with, with that, with that job. And my, oh my, how quickly things can change. Look what God did. How quickly things can change. Yes, sir. What looked like a bad thing. You're encouraging me right now with every word you speak. Just know that. Like. Just know that. It looked bad. Yeah. It looked bad. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out to be really not bad. Really super not bad. Really super duper not bad. I, I, I get to work for the state. I never oh. thought I would get a state job. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be working for the state of Nevada. That's in America, by the way. I'm, like, super excited. I'm not going to say where or what, because that's none of y'all's business. It's an American job. It's, I'm, like, super duper. I don't have a college degree. I don't have, and that was another thing that was discouraging <laughs> me. Oh, my gosh, I didn't have a BA. And because I didn't have a BA, all these places were like, nope. And, you know... I come from a generation where you would get a job with a handshake and a smile. Yeah. You didn't have to have a hundred letters after your name yeah. Yeah. and all these certificates yeah. and all these things. You just, you went in, you interviewed, you told them about your Some skills. of those letters are BS. 
<laughs> oh, hey. Woo, that's a good one. But I tell you what, man. Something that looked bad turned out to be good. Right? And isn't that the way with God? <laughs> isn't that the way when you trust God? It's almost like he works all things together for the good for those who love him. Kind of does. And for those who are called according to his purpose. It kind of does. I'm not getting into that scripture's misinterpretations, but it kind of it kind of seems like it works that way for those who are called. Kind of a little bit. Kind of sort of a little bit. I got a scripture. Boom. Okay. And seven and a half minutes on on recording. Woohoo! All right. Matthew chapter five, verse forty-three through forty-five. You have heard that the law says, oh, and you had that one. You have heard that the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, this is Jesus talking, mm -hmm. love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And in that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. Love your neighbor, hate your enemy, right? But I say love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. In what way? What does it take to do that? It takes the proper heart. Yeah. In what way? In, in having a heart that follows after God, you will be a true child of God by having a heart that God wants you to have, mm -hmm. by having a heart that's moldable, a heart that follows God, not good. A heart that follows God. Now, God is good. God is good. He's literally the only one that is. So We look at God as the ultimate good. But when we follow good and not God, when we follow what we think looks like a good idea and it looks like a pleasing thing and a yeah. good thing, it might not be a good thing. That sounds like a John Bevere teaching. That spouse might not be worth marrying. That potential spouse. That potential spouse. There you go. Yes, sir. That job might not be worth working. Yeah. That place might not be worth going. Mm. I don't care if it looks good. Preach. I mean, I literally know of a person right now, and I'm not going to name names, yeah. who left one job to go for another job that looked good. Mm -hmm. Looked good. Mm-hmm. After about a day, found out the job was not good. Stayed there for a few weeks, became so miserable, this person moved to another job that looked really good. And they, they were totally on board with this person saying, oh yeah, that other place you left is really not good. I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. Was there for a few weeks. It was an amazing place. But... Just found out recently this person went back to the original job that they left because other aspects of that really good job turned out to be not good. Yeah. We live and we learn. What's good 
what's not good. Yep. That concept changes by the hour because we are fickle people. And so if you are following what seems good and you're not following what is God, but how can you follow what is God unless you have his heart? Mm. How can you follow what is God? You can't just take a stab in the dark. What is the heart of God? Follow after the heart of God. And why? Why? Because you want to be a child of God. He gives us sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends his rain on the just and the unjust. Rain could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, and sunlight can too. And so can sunlight. Yeah. Good, bad, how about God? Let's do that. Amen. God. Amen. Preach it, brother. I got another scripture, I think. Yeah. Let's see. All right, let's go to Luke chapter 18, verse 18 through 24. Once a religious leader asked Jesus the question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. We touched on this earlier. <laughs> But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. What is Jesus doing? He's reciting the Old Testament law. He's reciting the law. Mm -hmm. Right? What can I do to get eternal life? Do these things. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Why? Because he's chasing good. He's chasing good. The purpose of the law was to point out sin. It was to point out right and wrong, good and evil, do this, not that, right? The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, there is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And then you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This man was very rich, and he didn't want to give away the one thing that he very highly valued. But you can take the thing in you that you very highly value. Yeah. doesn't have to be money. And if you can't put that on the altar, if you can't give that up, then you might be following good and not God. Does this make sense? Am I making sense, dude? Tell me if I'm not. Yeah. Is this, like, there are things we have to put on the altar and it hurts. It's painful. My wife and I just moved from, from California to Nevada and that doesn't sound like a big deal to a lot of people. It was monumentous for us yeah. to leave the only place we had ever known mm -hmm. and all the people we had ever known yeah. and come to a new place that it's a huge thing. It was breaking out of a shell and we had to put it on the altar. Yeah. The altar of the old job, the altar of the old place you live, the altar of whatever it is, the thing that you value that God says, give that up and follow me, right? Well, that doesn't seem like a good thing. Seems like a God thing. Seems like a God thing. And I'm not trying to create like another cliche here. I'm just trying to prove the point. Good thing, bad thing. Yeah, why, why do 20 bad seconds on. Oh, on yeah, anchor. Yeah. Why do bad things happen to good people? Who's good? What is a bad thing? 
What is God speaking to your heart about? For you people listening to Anchor, you're going to have to come to the Facebook Live to hear more. Thank you. Bye-bye.